Episode 43 By afternoon, steady streams of vehicles headed for the gates of Christmastown. Some residents, following Shelley's advice, fled on foot, carrying their children. Guest workers dropped their landscaping tools and piled into their trucks. Jackie tried to personally halt the exodus from her own street. Cars shot past, regretful faces watching her through rolled-up windows. Barreling toward her came Pastor Mike's minivan. Jackie stepped into the street and waved him down. Pastor Mike, please, don't go. In the van, Mike's wife and five children huddled, pale and terrified. In the back sat Esther, holding hands with her two sisters. Esther had once saved Jackie, and Jackie had gratefully returned that act of love by showing her the path to Christmastown. Now Jackie needed her and Mike to help her again. If only she had gone to Mike's new church in Christmastown at least once, expressing this need wouldn't have felt so awkward. Please don't go. This will all be over as soon as the reboot is finished, Jackie said to them. As religious leaders of this community, please stay and reassure everyone. Jackie, it's the rapture, Esther shouted. The time has come. Those aren't auroras. They're the Lord's eyes looking down on us. His eyes, my hinder, Pastor Mike said. Those are his fingertips. He's reaching for us, but he can't get through the dome. Come with us, Jackie, Esther said. We have to get outside so he can take us. That's ridiculous, Jackie said for the third time today. How could he not get through the dome? She thought of Harry, who had disappeared while sailing through the sky. Had he been taken early as a sign of things to come? He had not been the same sort of Christian as Pastor Mike and Esther, and maybe Jackie. In fact, he could not properly be called a Christian at all. But he was a good man. He had meant well, although, like everyone, he had made mistakes. He had dreamed. He had loved his son. And the wind carried him away. Pastor Mike reddened with anger. The dome is the work of Satan. I should have known. Man has overreached again with his technology, just like with a space shuttle. This city is the idol, the false god. The wheat and chaff are separating. Get in the car, Jackie, while there's still a chance. Jackie glanced down the street. Some of her neighbors hadn't left yet. They stood on their front lawns, watching her for signs of what to do. Nothing is happening, Jackie said firmly. Suit yourself, said Pastor Mike. May God bless you. He stomped on the accelerator. Esther, with both hands clamped over her mouth, watched Jackie wave a weak goodbye. As the van screeched around the curve, Esther closed her eyes in prayer. Two turquoise auroras burst together overhead, and four new ones formed in their wake. They overlapped like irregular Venn diagrams, the intersection shimmering with interference patterns. This was something new. Was this the reboot? How long was that going to take anyway? Jackie ran back inside and found Kyle looking out the window of the game room, holding Molly in his arms. Molly fussed, but not excessively. Kyle was really not that bad with her. She'd been meaning to tell him that. She'd also wanted to say that he smelled much better lately, not like beer in an old t-shirt, but like soap. "'Where's Dud?' Jackie asked. She left. She said to tell you she was sorry, but she has her own children to think of. Then Jackie observed the duffel bag on the floor beside Kyle. It was the one she'd bought him so he could go on tour, with the thank-you coupon still stuck to the side. Next to it was one of Molly's pink princess suitcases. "'I'm leaving, too,' said Kyle, "'and I'm taking Molly, at least until this whole thing blows over.' "'Nothing's happening,' Jackie shouted. "'The dome's not burning. No air is being sucked out of the city. All those lights and colors and that buzzing sound, they're not real. They're like the fireworks we have on holidays, or our sun. The dome is a giant TV, Kyle. You, of all people, should understand that. The auroras are like a channel we can't tune in. Just scrambled signals.' I mean, I'm leaving until this whole thing blows over. Kyle waved his free arm around the room, taking in Jackie, the ceiling, Molly, whatever stood in its path. C.E.D., giving, winning, domes and dolls and quality of life, the green space, and that giant fucking pyramid downtown. And you, Jackie, you need to blow over. 
You're just like the others. You won't believe me about the dome. Why should I believe you? From his expression, it was obvious Kyle hadn't meant to bring up Harry, but it was too late. So this was his true motive. Vengeance. I thought you said you forgave me. Jackie remembered how she'd laid her head on Kyle's chest, his heart pounding as that wild-haired woman on the weird frontier talked about cannibalism. I do forgive you, Kyle said, but I am also leaving you, at least for now. Molly needs a break. This place is insane, Jackie, and Molly's just a kid, for Christ's sake. Where had Jackie heard that line before? From the Canadian doctor. And Harry. And, especially lately, her own conscience. Oh, Lord, what had she done to her own daughter? Kyle was right. Molly wasn't safe here, but not because of the dome. Jackie had always thought Kyle didn't understand Molly. She'd wanted to shield her from his doubts so she could carry out her special mission. That was why she'd hired Caridad to look after her, so she'd always be in the hands of a true believer. But as it turned out, Molly needed Kyle's doubts most of all. Kyle picked up his duffel bag and tucked Molly's case under his arm. Molly began to wail. We'll be at Enrique's, he said as he carried their baby out the door. I'm sorry, Jackie shouted after him. I'm sorry about Harry and Katie and Molly. Oh, Molly, I'm so sorry. Molly's shrieks pierced the walls of the van as it pulled out of the driveway. Get Carl out of the facility, Jackie yelled after them.